Hello and welcome to Rangers Rundown. I'm Hayden, joined tonight by Mike. Hello. And uh, we are not joined by our usual third compatriot, Max, as he is attending the uh, the, the premiere in Los Angeles of the uh, movie Iron Man 2, uh, starring Robert Downey Jr. Max always has been a huge fan of his, so we look forward to his... Um, his review of the movie, uh, first look, you know, on, on next week's episode. So that's going to be weird and exciting for us, I guess. Mostly weird, probably. Probably mostly weird. Mm-hmm. But that's Max. Yeah. Uh, also weird is the kind of the series versus the Tigers that we have to go over here. So on last episode, we had the, the opener of the series, of the four-game series, which the Rangers won um, in miraculous fashion. Only miraculous because of any kind of win at this point in the year is kind of that way, um, and then managed to end up splitting the series by dropping two out of the, out of the next three um, in kind of exciting and heartbreaking, as always, fashion. Um, uh, but there was one win in there, and uh, we can talk about all that. Um, Colby Lewis looking like a guy that's going to, I don't know, he's ready to pitch, pitch in the big leagues again. Uh, this is his third one of the year, ERA under four, another 100-pitch outing. Um, that's definitely probably the bright spot that I have to take away from these three. Yeah, I think he's quickly emerging as the, uh, the ace of the rotation. Um, crazy stat for you. Okay. Who has more strikeouts than Colby Lewis at this point in the season? Oh, gosh. Um, maybe like uh, where do, you, where, do you think he would, where do you think he would stand on, on that K list? How many guys do you think would be ahead of him? Um, let's see how he had another 10 the other day, which is great. 10 strikeouts, two walks. Um, at this point in the year, let's say that he's eighth on the list in the American league. Uh, he would be second, second, second on the list. Who's ahead of him. There's one man who has more strikeouts than Kobe Lewis. And that would be one Tim Lincecum of the uh, San San Francisco Giants. He's got four more uh, strikeouts, but he's also pitched, three and a third more innings. So their K rate is both uh, 10.7 Ks per nine innings pitch. So oh. he's he's holding serve there against uh, what many would consider to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with Lewis to this point in the season. You know, I mean, his outing there on the 25th, it was not his best outing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did give up four runs. But, right. you know, he's just kind of steady Eddie. He just comes in there and he's going to give you six or seven innings and uh, put your team in a position to win. Right. I mean, on top of that, too, if you have to give up four runs, I mean, there's obviously different ways that you can give them up. He gave them up in a particularly um, kind of uh, having your, you know, it, it just was an exciting fashion. Uh, he gave up four runs in the first two innings, the, the four runs that he did give up. Um, so especially with the team and the way that it's been going lately and with the, the stretched out bullpen and, and starters not going deep, you see three spot in the first inning and then four after two. And it looks like more of the same, right? And uh, he buckles down and, and proceeds to throw shutout innings uh, all the way through six, right? Uh, at least he, he goes deep into the seventh, actually. Um so that's, I don't know, that's kind of putting some Homer glasses on a little bit, trying to maybe artificially make a silver lining. But to to not only go st- uh, you know pitch the way that he did, but also to do that after enduring kind of getting jumped on, literally gave up a leadoff home run, got jumped on, uh, 
that kind of mental toughness, I'm sure, will will serve him well over the course of the season. Yeah, and, you know, he's kind of the guy that kind of rises up to the occasion. And mm-hmm. and one of the cool things about this game is that he uh, he held Miguel Cabrera um, hitless okay. uh, for the day. He was 0 for 3 with, uh, with two strikeouts. So, you know... He's one of his best hitters in baseball, and if you right. can do that to a guy like that, yeah, you're, you're going to hold the other team in check. So he's just—I don't know—he he continues to impress me. Mm-hmm. Again, not his best outing, but right. a, a winner is a win, and and uh, kudos to Colby. Right? Yeah, you're you're right. Exactly right. Uh, a win is a win, and uh, the the pitcher's win is kind of useless because it has to do a lot with luck. And just kind of where when you were pitching in the ball game, um, for example, I think Feliz had like last week uh, he got the win in a game that he had a blown save, which is the only reason why he was in line for a win. But uh, the win kind of definitely signifies his performance today or the other day. Um, he won the game. Good for him. Thank you, Colby, because uh, that's the kind of the only bright spot we have to discuss in this episode. Um, as the Rangers lost the last two or the other two games of the series versus the Tigers, um, Scott Feldman got um, whatever disease has been passing through the Rangers starting rotation uh, in game two by only going, not getting out of the fourth inning, uh, walking more than he struck out. So shout out Rich Harden for whatever secrets he's been sharing with Scott Feldman. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, a, that was a really disappointing game because mm-hmm. the Rangers uh, scored early. They were up 4 nothing. Yeah. In that game, and then Feldman gives up eight straight runs. His line was uh, three and two thirds innings mm-hmm. pitched, eight hits, four walks. That's twelve walks and hits for three innings pitched. That's you know, it's a whip of about four, which I don't think that's good. It's about four times as good as good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's that about sums it up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, oh man, I just scrolled down on the on the game chart for this game. Uh, the win probability is a it's goes into a valley as the Rangers almost assuredly have this game. Let's see what the number do they give us there. Eighty five percent of winning the game in the second inning, and uh, yeah, of course that valley turns into a very steep cliff that the Rangers never were able to uh, even come close to climbing because after scoring those four early runs, they were they were shut out the rest of the game. So, um, yeah, not great. Uh, so kind of the reverse, the reverse um, Colby Lewis that we were just talking about. Um, you know, Feldman gets staked to an early lead and does more than coughs it up. I mean, he, he, he gives up the lead and then puts us in a deep hole. Um, really tough to get out of especially with kind of the the hot and cold offense that we have um in this game you had nelson cruz only getting one hit josh hamilton only getting one hit uh you know and of course we're still dealing with the joaquin Arias's and taylor teagardens of the world starting every day uh bourbon of course goes over three that's kind of uh obvious um so it, it just really doesn't work out when we have to play from behind like that um yeah, it doesn't help any when um, you know you got the newly brought up Justin Smoke goes over three. He has yet to to have a big lead hit, so he's still in search of that. He did get he managed to walk, but he also had a strikeout. He uh, you know he's young. He's he's just figuring this thing out, and so it's it's tough to try and do that. You know, with a very 
um, offensive laden position mm-hmm. at first base, you know, trying to bring a new guy in and um, showing the ropes and try to be competitive at the same time. So yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of that this year with the Rangers that, you know, they're young, they're still learning. Um, Arias, uh, you know, he was one for four in the day. He's batting 341, though. So I don't know. I mean, he's kind of a bright spot. I wonder if uh, he might be able to. To Wally Pip, uh, Ian Kinsler, what do you think? Um, I mean, he's how how much does Joaquin Arias weigh? I mean, not that that makes you a good ball player, but he's just so spindly and. and That's why they call him Spider. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I I just don't think that I don't think that you can really rely on him to be anything more than this is just a hot start for him. I mean, he the sample size is surely very small. Sure. Um, and. I'm glad that he's batting 341. I'm glad that he's, uh, you know, OPSing around 750, which is kind of the baseline for something that's acceptable. That's good. It's better than what everybody around him in the lineup is doing, looking at you. Of course, Smoke, we've already discussed, but Chris Davis, uh, Taylor Teagarden, uh, Matt Trainer, Julio Rorbon, uh See, is doing better guys. than them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Rorbon yeah, just looks lost the plate. I mean. Yeah. I, I have serious concerns about center field uh, on the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as do I. He, I mean, he had a couple of good games when he was betting in the nine hole, but maybe that was just a blip on the radar. Uh, something to keep an eye on, but I'm not very optimistic. I mean, another hitless game for him. <sighs> I mean, well, he did come back uh, in the in the Colby Lewis win. He did go two for three with two runs scored. So, you yeah. know. But but again, he's a young guy. He's going to be up and down, and you just kind of have to live with that. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> we shouldn't have to. If 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 the whole thing about it, it's time, and we have you know we're looking at the top of the lineup with with Young and Hamilton and Guerrero and, and the emergence of Nelson Cruz God mode, it would be great if we didn't have to deal with also the fact that we're shuffling through center fielders. You know, arguably the most important position in baseball. Uh, you know, just trying to find a guy that can reach the Mendoza line would be really great if we could just kind of plaster over that and have something reliable. Um, because I mean, I don't, I don't think that. What's the what's the saying? Uh, you know, you're 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 as strong as your weakest link and stuff like that. That's not totally true in baseball, but you can't really have too many weak links, and and we definitely do. And Borbone shoring himself up or or the team doing something to shore up center field would, would really um gosh i don't know we just have so many holes at this point I don't, well, we haven't even gotten to the bullpen <laughs> and, and it and it got a little bit worse um, on the game on the 26 mm-hmm. because uh cruz left the game early with the uh a tight hamstring and he is headed to the dl so there's another uh, hole you have to fill one of the guys that you're relying on to kind of help carry the team um you, you worry about it, a guy like Cruz because hamstrings seem to be an issue for him. And mm-hmm. any guy who has a hamstring injury is prone to those in the future. So, yeah, you know, yeah, they don't seem to ever go away. It's all in, in somebody in the outfield, um, even right field, the corner outfield position where you're not, I don't know, I guess running as much. You're still running around after the ball. You're running down the ball in the gap or down the, the foul line. And, I mean, he's he's been running the bases, right? He already has five stolen bases this year, so this will probably put a big uh, roadblock in his way for the 50-50 campaign, I think is what we were going for last time. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully he gets back off the disabled list really quickly, but gosh, yeah, I hate hamstrings. 
<laughs> I've never there, there's never been a good hamstring like instance in baseball. Nobody says oh, man, his hamstrings <laughs> no. are really strong. Oh man, his hamstrings are, are a weapon for him. It's always a hindrance and yikes. Yeah, definitely. Like I mean, far and away our best performer. Vlad's been doing out- outstanding as well, but Nelson Cruz has been head and shoulders above him. And while Hamilton and Young are trying to, you know, figure this thing out and remember who they are, that really hurts. Um, it does. Ugh. Well, let's talk about the win. I mean, there are some signs of improvement there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in addition to Colby kind of being the even Steven guy. Right. Mike Young goes three for four. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looks like he's starting to figure things out. Five RBIs in the game. So, you know, he's doing what Michael Young is supposed to be doing. Yep. You know, being the leader of this team and uh, hitting well, getting his spots. Uh, David Murphy got his first home run of the season. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to be ex- seeing a lot more of him lately, or coming up. Yeah, with Cruz in the DL, yeah, you're probably going to get a heavy dose of uh, David Murphy. So mm-hmm. we'll see what uh, he's capable of. Um, it was one for five in the day with two RBIs. So, um, so yeah, I mean, another youngish guy that uh, you're hoping can provide some leadership and uh, the team can kind of rely upon them to bring it to the park every day. Justin Smoke, uh, second day in a row, went 0 for 3, uh, had a walk and strikeout. So he is still looking for his first major league hit. Um, you know, we know that he's gonna he's gonna snap out of it. Um, he's young, <laughs> just like he's, Chris Davis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Smoke is a guy. He could be on this team for the next ten years. So right, you know, he'll 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 figure things out. And and you know. The game out here on the 26th, he actually did get his uh, first major league hit. So he saw his batting average rise from 0 to 0 So All right. Trending he's on upward. his way. <laughs> he is on his way. <laughs> so, yeah, that that game on the 26th, uh, Matt Harrison, boy, oof. He did not look good. Um, nope. Six, six hits, excuse me, eight hits, six runs, three walks. Five strikeouts. Um, his ERA on the season now is five point four eight. So, as good as he looked in his last start, he just uh, he seemed lost. What do you think? I mean, he we've seen we've seen good Matt Harrison so far, but unfortunately, we've seen Matt Harrison as we've seen him previously. I guess if that makes sense, um, he he's shown signs of being able to turn a corner and and be somebody that you can trust, even as like a four or five starting pitcher, but. I mean, I'm pulling his page up here. I mean, in 2009, had a 6.11 ERA in 11 starts. In 2008, in 15 starts, he had a 5.90 or 5.49 ERA. I mean, he's had some decent outings to start, but I mean, over you know, pitching in baseball is hard, and and there are countless pitchers who have had a rough start to their careers, their their rookie season or their second season, and then they end up being, you know, Cliff Lees or Roy Halladay's or, you know, these outstanding pitchers. Um, but the guys who just can't get it done and kind of flame out quickly are, are definitely more common. And not to say that he's, like, in danger of, of being out of baseball or anything, but I, I tend to believe that he kind of is who we've seen him to be. Um, yep. he, he'll he'll be better than he was as a rookie, I guess. But I mean, then then again, last year he wasn't with the ERA over six. Um, he's sitting right now um, with an ERA. Where's he at? Let me. I had the page. Five point four eight. 
five four eight. I mean, yeah. that seems right about his wheelhouse, right? That seems right about what we can count from him. And honestly, it's probably a guy that kind of is a shuttle between AAA and the major leagues, and you don't really ever remember too well. Or maybe he just gets uh, shuttled to the uh, the bullpen. You know, maybe he's I guess. better off I mean, there. Being, being left-handed, you're going to have more chances than anybody else to fail and, and to try to find a niche, but um, I don't think he throws particularly hard. So yeah, maybe a loogie type of guy. I don't know. But we already have uh, Darren O'Day it's, and, and Darren Oliver is lefties in the bullpen. So it's just kind of he's got to figure out what works for him in those starts where he's you know, pitching well, and and I mean, I, I'm I sound like an idiot and like saying Captain Obvious, but figure out the things that you're doing well and what happens when things are going well, and do those things, and don't do the things that you're doing when things are going poorly, because we've seen both, but we've just seen more of the of the bad Matt Harrison. So I don't know what to expect really. But that's not even the biggest story of the game. Mm-hmm. Rangers actually uh, called their way back into that game. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> Tell us what happened there. Yeah, so let's see. the The deficit was four nothing, as we previously uh, alluded to. Uh, then it was to four two, or sorry, six to two. Rangers come clawing back with two in the sixth, two in the seventh. Awesome. We're heading an eighth inning, brand new ball game, battle of the bullpens. You know, let's see what happens. We still have. Uh, Vlad Guerrero and, and company around. Let's let's get a big hit and win the game. And then, oops, um, Neftali Feliz gives up two runs in his ninth inning appearance uh, on three hits, so just really wasn't fooling anybody. Two of those were home runs. Uh, so, and then, then there you go. Then we go quietly in the bottom of the ninth. Rangers lose. They, t- they, they split the series with the Tigers. Um, at that point, so we're, we're sitting at 8 and 11. Um, here on April 26th, eight, or 8 and 11. Six of those 11 losses have been uh, creatively um, created by our bullpen by giving up runs at the end of the game. Um, Neftali Feliz is not, this is not his first example of doing this. He has had other, I mean, he didn't blow the save here because it wasn't a save situation, but this is a, uh, Man, like it just seems like every guy that we we give the ball to in a, in a crucial situation, where either we're we're up by a little bit or it's a tie game, they just find new ways to let us down. And this time, Feliz gave up two home runs when he hasn't done that before. Um, Frank Francisco obviously has had his trials this er, in this early season. Darren Oliver, same thing. Even though he's been typically um, uh, consistent, he has not been perfect. Well, yeah, and that's, that's, it's kind of interesting you brought up Francisco because, you know, early on it was uh, Fleas being the setup guy, performing well, and Francisco blowing him. And in this game, Francis, Francisco was the setup guy, mm-hmm. had, a, had a clean inning, one hit on the, on the inning pitched, mm-hmm. and then Fleas is the one who blows it. So maybe, it, maybe it's a, a makeup thing that, that these guys don't have the makeup to be champions. They, they, they kind of wilt under the pressure. What do you think? Right. I mean, I, I think that's totally valid, and and not to, to be a guy who's ever, you know, presumed to be in the mind of a major leaguer, but, I mean, Neftali Feliz being so young, and, and he he was not the closer. He is, in the, he is in the closer position right now because of previous failure already established by Frank Francisco. So, I mean, and he if he's not the man for the job, who are we going to put in there? Darren Oliver? I mean, 
that that might be the answer quite honestly but I don't think that we're relying on him to pitch you know 60 or 70 innings this year um I, I, I don't know what it is I mean it, it does not give me hope because even if you you know even if you do have like a Colby Lewis type of start where your starter goes deep into the game and gives you a chance even if you're not winning you know if you're going seven innings six innings giving up three or four runs you know you're gonna have a chance most nights and even if our starting pitching is doing their job, and even if Nelson Cruz and company are doing their jobs, and and Michael Young's finding ways to drive guys in, and and you know the the bottom third of our lineup is in a black hole, and they, you know that all starts to click and come together and be reliable. I mean, you can have 24 guys on the team being reliable, and then the one guy who gets to pitch the ninth can just ruin everything. And we've seen that more times than than not, honestly. I mean, we have six heartbreaking losses and five regular losses on the season. If you want to like delineate the two, it's, I don't know. I, it's, it makes it hard to watch. I'm sure it makes it hard to play too. I mean, how, how are you going to, you know, battle out in that bat in the seventh or eighth inning when you know that shoot your, your efforts might just be for naught uh, because of the, the volatile bullpen that's coming in to pitch the top half of the inning or, or the bottom half of the inning after you, you play. So it's yeah. We we got we got to figure this out, man. We've got to figure it out. It, it's going to be very uh, demoralizing for the rest of the team. I mean, you play your hearts out and then just see it just kind of get blown away at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to weigh heavily on the on the position players. I mean, that that's going to think how many runs insurance runs do we need to score tonight to overcome our weak bullpen? So exactly. It really it causes the whole team to press and um, you know get cause them to be on a downward slide it's kind of sad mm-hmm. 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 yeah and especially because those games versus the uh the red Sox and the yankees are certainly in the uh, very recent memory you know you, you split a series at home versus the tigers okay who cares it's it's just you know sometimes you win sometimes you lose and that was very obvious by going two and two but when you kind of pull the scope out a little bit i mean we're in a we're not in a good place. <laughs> we're not in a place where there's a lot to build on, and, and we're going to really have to turn this around. Um, I just hope that your stat that you you shared last time about uh, Ron Washington teams being able to uh, find another gear after the first 15 games is uh, reveals itself to be true again. And it's going to have to be even more stark because I think we were slightly above 500 after the 15th game of the year. We're going to have to do more than that if we're going to really kind of make this season worth something. Yeah, but the good news is, again, as I alluded to in our uh, our last podcast, um, there's help on the way. Um, Ian Kinsler, mm-hmm. he's going to start a rehab assignment uh, Monday in Frisco, good. and so I think their expectation is he'll he'll play there Monday through Wednesday, and then be ready to join the team for the their weekend series. Um, also, um, Tommy Hunter, he threw uh, mm-hmm. 19 pitches in an extended spring training game, okay. so. They're going to start stretching him out, you know, what that mm-hmm. process is like. Probably about a month. He's probably about a month out uh, being ready to, to pitch in a major league game. So it's a couple of guys that you can, uh, you know, get excited about coming back. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Craig, Craig Gentry did get pull, uh, called up uh, to replace uh, Cruz on the DL. So okay. we'll see what this kid has, you know. Yeah. Uh, might be fun to watch. And um, a couple of guys... Uh, um, in the minors, want to kind of 
highlight, bring your attention to. Uh, okay. The first is uh, Tanner Shepherds. At this point in the season, he has thrown eight innings. Uh, opponents have hit three for 29 off of him for a 1.13 ERA. No walks, 14 strikeouts. This kid Ooh. really has something. His uh, opponent's slash line is 103, 103, and 207. So, Ooh. yeah, that's you, know, you worry about... Uh, you know, fresh arms coming up to help the team. He's mm-hmm. he's he's a kid that's got something. He's he's going to really and, do something. And is that in AAA? He's there yes, right it now. Is. Yes. Okay. Yes. Also, there is uh, one Alexia Gondo. I don't know if you okay. recall this guy. He's from the Dominican. He had some. He had uh, the uh, yeah the passport issues or or whatever the visa thing. Yes, and so he got suspended. But um, he's pitching now. Nine and two thirds innings pitched so far. Opponents are batting two for 31 against him for a 0.93 ERA, two walks, 14 Ks. His slash line, 065, 121, 097. So, Ooh. yeah. A, a slugging percentage that starts with a zero. That, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not bad. Now you have bad. my attention. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so you've got some things to be excited about in the future. Maybe not this yeah. year, maybe next year, but... Uh, but yeah, those those are two uh, future superstars there in the making. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, slam dunk can't miss it. You know, definitely going to happen. Um, I mean, with the way that things are going, I'm sure that we'll see him. Honestly, it's very because, possible because I mean, not only has the performance been what it has been, but they've been pitching a lot. You know, these starting pitchers have not been um, been uh, really shouldering their end of the bargain. So I'm sure that some guys are going to get worn out in the bullpen and in an effort to kind of stretch them out and give these guys some rest we'll probably have uh, a little bit of a reliever uh, carousel working here in the coming weeks so something we'll, we're definitely used to so we'll, we'll see yeah we'll see a, a, what a tanner shepherds can translate to in the major leagues i guess yes it'll be exciting just somebody new somebody give me a reason to to, <laughs> to believe in i guess so who do we have coming up? Uh, so more AL Central. Uh, staying at home, we have the White Sox. Uh, pitchers for the series are going to be C.J. Wilson finally getting back on the bump, uh, Rich Harden and Feldman getting his redemption chance. Uh, you know, let's just hopefully that we can win. Uh, not much more to say. Uh, I think it just comes down to the, the starting pitchers giving you a chance yet again, and hopefully we don't have to rely too heavily on the bullpen. Uh, Wilson's been good so far. Harden has not been good so far, and Feldman has been mostly good. But of course, as we just discussed, his uh, his last start, he couldn't get out of the fourth inning without giving up eight runs. So let's see if he can uh, right the ship uh, for our opening day starter. Yes, and everyone say a nice little prayer for uh, Nelson Cruz's hamstring. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, I hate hamstring. Is is hamstring donation a thing? Because I don't use my. <laughs> A hamstring transplant. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Would he want mine? Do I like? How many swings could Nelson Cruz get out of my hamstrings? I don't know. They're, they're, probably, not, they're probably not good for much, but I'll, I'll give what I can. Do my part. Oh man, it's we got a tough road to hoe, but um, hopefully David Murphy is just as shockingly good as <laughs> as Nelson Cruz has been, and you know, uh, that's that. Oh, one thing I do want to mention before we go, I. Uh, Vlad Guerrero, thank you for trying to steal a base, but maybe don't try that ever again. <laughs> thrown out. Uh, who is the catcher there? Uh, got thrown out by Alex Avila. Yeah, just 
appreciate the effort. He saw everybody running, wanted to get in on the action. But uh, buddy, you just you're a station to station guy, so just wait yeah. for the ball to get hit in play and and go ahead and just trot on the second base and third base and, and all that. <laughs> it wasn't Wakefield on the mound. That's what he needs to remember. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. <laughs>